This is the Sean S. Porter Podcast. This is the Sean S. Podcast. Hello? Hey, John, it's Sean. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing good. How about you? Good. Good, good. Well, thanks for agreeing to do this. Just, uh, I appreciate it. Having someone that I, you know, I've talked to in the past, so it's, uh, no, no pressure or anything like that. Making sure I get sure, everything sure. working. Yeah, cool. Well, how you doing, man? It's been a long time. Oh, uh, good. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, that's good. Um, doing pretty good. Cool, cool. You know, uh, trying to stay, uh, keep your head above water and with all this craziness, so. <laughs> yeah. That's the American dream. Yeah, exactly. Keeping your head above water amid the craziness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that's what it's become. Uh, well, man, I, uh, you know, we've worked together on different stuff in the past, but, um, I'm really curious to know a little bit more about the, um, the G1 NBC, uh, uh, project that you do and how long you've been doing it or what part you have in it and that sort of thing. I looked up, um, I know, I noticed you have like a King County, uh, spot, which doesn't really have much content, but it's interesting that it's there. So I'd like to tell me a little bit more about that too. I was holding that King County spot for you. For what? Well, that's good. Okay. We, talked about, we talked about it in the past. So, uh, G1NBC is the Global One Network Broadcasting Company. Right. And uh, it was founded by Joe Malik about 25, 26 years ago. Okay. Um, he was a local uh, newspaper publisher. And he's also Eagle Scout, like built a bunch of solar homes and things like that back in the 70s. But anyway, he went into independent media and broadcasting. And I found him in 2007, and I started working just as an independent G1NBC affiliate in Toledo, Ohio. It's for Lucas County uh, in 2007. And really, the affiliate stations, we have four main areas where we kind of categorize our content. News, sports, shows, and NetX. NetX is N-E-T-E-X. And really, it's just a way to help categorize content, our vision is to amplify local media. So we're like, what's the gap that's currently not being filled by these larger broadcasting networks that the internet and that small cameras and people with a vision and determination can fill? And we figured out it was kind of like a county-by-county initiative to, to bring media back to the people. Nice, cool. Yeah, now that we mentioned it, I definitely do remember this being a topic that we've talked about a few times, actually. Um, but, you know, how it goes. Uh, no, so that's very interesting and yeah, obviously yeah, usable, you know, so go ahead. And there are some sites on G1NBC, right? We get that a lot. There are sites on G1NBC where we start pages. Someone wants to start a page. They want to network with us. They want to, they buy into our vision of amplifying local, but they also want more traction for their website or for their show and so we'll start websites or we'll start ideas and then sometimes they won't they just won't happen for whatever reason right so you know sometimes the sites get there sometimes they don't that's cool so what in the past when we were talking about it what sort of things are you i mean so for instance sports is one of your categories do you have anyone and any of your affiliates um doing like uh let's say like amateur sports broadcasting for instance yeah, so what we did in Livingston County, that's the, the that's our that's our flagship kind of station is Livingston County, uh-huh. uh, Michigan. 
and they had a, we had a sports person there, Casey, who who really ran that program and ran that show for for about a year and a half. But he had to move on and go on to other things uh, that he was passionate about. But right now, our current sports like I do a fan I do what's called fan casting, and so you know this from our work with the Global Engagement Network is I really liked what. Uphill Media and Global Engagement Network and people like that, what John was doing with taking the live conference software and turning it into a live broadcast. And so I create a Cleveland fan cast where I have my people come into the conference room and I get some slides together from the previous game and and talk about things that are upcoming for the next game. So it just it's kind of like a kind of like a podcast or like we call it, I call it a fan cast just for fans to come in and do their takes and chat with us live. And, and, uh, it, we don't, we don't claim to be like sports broadcasters, but we come and talk about the Browns and things like that. And then G1NBC also has a contract. Uh, the Livingston County affiliate has a contract with the Detroit Red Wings Alumni Association. Okay. And so working with them to create video content and connect their fans at local shows and things like that. Well, that's cool. That's cool. So we're, um, it was founded a while ago. Uh, where, where was the, the funding eventually, uh, originally from him? And where do you get most of your funding now? Yeah, so a variety of sources. Um, we add placements on our sites. Mm-hmm. Uh, sponsorships for content or sponsorships with our content providers. So it enables us, like, for example, we work with Healing Hands Entertainment. They're actually a content provider from us that's out of uh, Kentucky. And so we work with them on um, sales of her ebook and her scripts and doing live premieres of her movies and then uh, digital downloads of, of content and things that way. So varied varied income streams when you're doing that. And then one project that we're thinking about taking on uh, and looking at doing this summer is an internship slash apprenticeship uh, program to do in uh, schools where students uh, become pods and we help kind of manage them through the editing, acting, filming, marketing pieces of creating a, a short film. Oh, that sounds very cool. So would that be something you would reach out to maybe like a local school first and then extrapolate from there? Yeah, so we would we would partner with this the organizations called Take the Lead and then we would all we would work in partnership with them and the school. And then afterwards, um it would G and NBC would help with job placement, readiness, if they wanted to continue on their path towards content creation, kind of giving them coaching and guidance on how to do that through our network or, you know, what are some good best practices and ways to get started if they wanted to do that on their own. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I could definitely see how that's something um, that people would really want to take advantage of going to school up here in Seattle. Yeah, uh, we think so. Yeah. Right. And and it's also tech. I mean, it's technology. It's understanding how a camera works, understanding how to see the files on the computer, Mm -hmm. taking the files and editing. Bringing over, you know, bringing over text and graphics and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, while in school, I mean, we were taught multimedia journalism, but still, the major, major focus was on 
um, writing. And I even recently was meeting with like what I consider probably my um, a mentor of mine a little bit, and uh, he was finally the first person I looked up to in that you know from that uh, side of things that was finally just like agreed with me and came out and said that I was like maybe you're not the greatest writer. I've been trying to go for video and you know broadcasting and that sort of thing, and so I've known this for a while, but still it's nice to to have someone come out and say it. And it's interesting because yeah, I mean we had like maybe a quarter worth of like you know broadcasting stuff and then a little bit of video stuff for like maybe a week in one class but you know none of it was really at least none of it that i saw was aimed specifically at broadcast video sort of uh yeah yeah and you know i don't know if it is because they don't want competition or because it's too difficult um, or because it does, I mean, broadcasting and editing and all that kind of stuff, it does take a lot of work and a lot of time to get it to where, like, people can consume it on the television, right? Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't mean that, that doesn't mean that there isn't another level of, like, live broadcasting or broadcasting of conversations that's possible in the meantime. And that's kind of where, that's where I like to navigate. Those are the waters that I like to navigate. Nice. All right. Well, uh, I know that you've done so. You've done shows as well, like uh, like actual like scripted acting shows, right? Is that correct? Yeah, I've done some short films. Um, one of our content providers uh, from Top Films Productions puts me in a couple of his movies, and I help produce on the back end films and getting people to premiere and and working with promotion and marketing for his stuff. And then I've been on the Connected Web Series. It's another uh, local kind of crime drama based in Cleveland, Ohio, but it, it represents like different factions. And um, it's about a, it's actually about a homegrown gang that, that wants to get out of the drug trade and, and go into more established business type practices and, and kind of telling their story. Interesting. So it's almost like a reverse instead of these guys trying to look for, you know, quicker money, however they can, they're kind of looking to legitimize their son. That's interesting. Yeah, clean, like they kind of clean up the neighborhood. They sell, they sell more marijuana and they don't like the harder stuff. So yeah. making sure that the, the harder gang and, and those guys play by the rules and yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, see, that's intriguing. <laughs> that, that's, that's what it's about is making stuff that either they're not going to be willing to, to make um, at the higher level or they're just they just don't see it because they're not on the ground they're not on the ground level so they can't see the new trends that are you know people are looking for which I guess is what's happening yeah. anyway <laughs> that's what the internet is to, to TV and you see that when you know you see like late night shows who actually produce specific spots just for the internet now so like Jimmy Fallon for instance I know that exactly well yeah sure sure yeah yeah. So, yeah, well, that's very interesting. So with the King County one, that was brought up. Again, let's just touch about that real quick. Um, so what specific, were there specific ideas we ever talked about, or was really it just like, well, this is here if you ever have any ideas? Which that's where it was. Okay. And so like, so next step for that would be, and right now we're doing our kind of affiliate training. We're getting that together. Um, cool so that we can bring on uh, a bunch of new affiliates and making sure that the ones that we have kind of are, are bought in with our strategic plan for the next two years and kind of know where we're going. But then really it is bringing people in, having them see kind of 
the cost structure of owning an affiliate station because it is an ownership model. It is a business model. Um, and then kind of showing them the back end, how we organize and structure the station, but also kind of having them, helping them imagine what's possible in their area. Because everybody's content in their local county is going to be different. And sure. some counties are, are broken up differently, like Virginia, because it's a commonwealth, like one of the cities, it, it's not necessarily part of a county, you know, so every oh, area okay. is different, Yeah. right? So you run into some of those issues when you're nationally expanding. Mm-hmm. But it's, um, you know, what does it take to be an affiliate? What's possible with content? What's available in your area? And then how can we help bridge and make some of those partnerships to help you hit the ground running right away. Yeah, that's very interesting. So when does when do those go on? Or is that kind of just a come and go as people It's ongoing yeah, it's okay. ongoing as people as people contact us. There's a, there's an affiliate on the station's page for G one NBC you can click become an affiliate and fill out a form huh. and we'll get back in touch with you. Right. So is that the best way for me to step to go forward if I was interested in doing that? No, your best way is to email me. That's what I figured. I don't know. I'm just trying to be efficient. <laughs> no, okay, that's great. That's very interesting. And, you know, uh, I uh, was doing yeah. social media for a while, and then I we had a whole bunch of, well, basically, I took on three um, foster kids temporarily. So that's kind of, you know, hooked the right turn in, in life. But now that we're all kind of settled wow. down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Am I, that's uh, a lot of work. It is, it is. My boyfriend's, or oh, my boyfriend, that's funny. Uh, my son. Oh, you said it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, it's brilliant. Kids, kids are complicated these days, so my son's boyfriend, um, but my son's not gay. This is, you know, the story. Um, he's, you're already too far down this rabbit hole, Sean. Well, I know. I'm for you. I know, I know. But, so, <laughs> they were about to be um, sent to foster care, uh, or foster homes. Uh, okay. Maybe separate, and then so the oldest sister, which is you know identifies as a boy and is dating my son, said, "Oh, uh, my boyfriend's parents will have us stay there." You know, just we didn't talk about it. They just they just came out of her ma- his mouth, and uh, so they ended up living here. And uh, but they said that since he's dating my son, they can't. So he's living with so living with my mother-in-law. Wow! Yeah, so it's it's been it's complex. It is, it is, it is. And uh, like if you had a, if this show was a video show, you could have a graphic designer, and they would be like, "I'm sorry, how do I draw that?" I'm sorry, what? It's funny. Okay, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, and eventually this will be. Uh, I figured I haven't been putting out any content, so I figured calling someone I I know from the past and just having a phone conversation to record is the easiest way to just start getting content out there. And then I'll work on the video aspect as we go forward. So, yeah, again, appreciate that sure. part of it. Um, go ahead. Is it? Are you going to have your own page, or what are you? What are you doing? Oh uh, yeah, right now, what happened? It all got me started again. Was uh, this app called Anchor? Uh, and what okay. it was doing is essentially just like streamlining all the podcasting sort of thing for you. And they recently came up with an update. The original was really just you push a button on your phone, you record. Uh, I think it like stops you after five minutes. You would set out that recording, um, and you could take several parts. So I could do like three of those, what they called segments, and then I could edit them into a single episode. 
and they would produce, they would publish that episode for me, and they they send it to iTunes and Apple, you know, and all the uh, wherever you get your all the major podcast uh, apps. And um, yeah, yeah. So that was kind of how they were doing it. It was a, it was pretty kind of piecemeal, and then the update kind of brought everything together, made it more streamlined. You can call in to people's shows, so like the I don't you know, I, called into one of my shows. Well, if you were on there, yeah. Oh man! At first, it was only people broadcasting on Anchor, so right. it has to be broadcasting on Anchor. But yeah, it was kind of oh. cool. The hierarchy, or how I don't know how you would say it, but like the most popular broadcasters on there, since it was so new, were easily reachable by the lowest. You know, so I just I just got the app on my phone. I drew a couple things to try and check out the recording, and then I started listening to like the top broadcasters, and actually was getting published on their pages. So that was cool. Know, easy access to some of the more popular people and as it grows obviously you know that won't be easily done so that's kind of was a cool part of it and now they made it so it's easy, even easier to just publish podcast episodes so mm-hmm. long story short it's anchor.fm slash sean s portercast is what i'm doing right now and um i have a couple other ones that i've been thinking of because i've been thinking of the you know uh Sports thing, and we actually talked about sports a lot when it when we were working together on, uh, at Gen, and um, I'm still yeah. I'm kind of already taking like a next step forward. You know, I've talked to a lot of uh, trainers around here, the sport being mixed martial arts, particularly even amateur okay. to pro, because there's a big amateur uh, scene around here. So that's definitely something I've been thinking about doing. At least I I, I know a, a publisher who's interested in like a an episodic short series of like the history of martial arts in the right Northwest, you know, uh, area, because we have one of the first judo, uh, dojos in the country. And now we have one of the pound for pound best fighters in the world. People would think, uh, fighting out of just out of Seattle. And so that's kind of the story. So there's definitely an interest in it. Uh, and, and it, you know, the sports growing and growing. So that'd be something I, I'd be interested in, in, thinking about in the future, especially when it comes to G1 NBC. So. Oh, yeah, awesome. I mean, we're always looking for sports content. And, yeah. like, you know, we put – the cool thing about us is what we do is we ha- we encourage our stations to go and be the, um, the the ones who bring the content to the broader network. So and then rewarding the local content provider rather than from a national piece taking that content and pushing it down or requiring our affiliates to to broadcast certain programs, right? We will, mm-hmm. and there will be some where it will or, or they'll just have national appeal, so affiliates will pick them up, but it's more like affiliates get to choose who picks them up, and they also get to choose who, who they want to sign on as their content providers. Um, so who, who they want to champion and who they want to challenge. You know, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't, but it it gives more of a bottom up feel to growing the network. So and so the cool thing is they go on the the for content providers or for like a show like that. It could show up on the King County website and get pushed out there, but it can also show up on the G One NBC Sports website and get pushed out that way. Oh, so, I see. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And that's the cool thing about like just kind of how we tag and yeah. and share our content within the network. I see. Well, and that, that makes sense, too. Yeah, if you're going to the, the big, wider page, you're going to want to know 
have a. How point. has your how has your broadcast how has your broadcasting game been elevated since we've last spoke? Um. Not I, I would you. I admit not. You got me on the OBS. You got me on the OBS, and now I use it. I don't know if I could imagine a life doing content production where I don't use it. You definitely passed me then, because the, the the truth of the story is, is when we kind of decided to part ways on that project, um, I remember specifically you saying something like, uh, and this is the sort of thing that means something to me. Uh, so it was in a good way that I remembered it. You said like something to the. You know, we were like, oh, well, we could still do it. We could do this and that. And you were just like, hey, guys, I just don't see it happening. I'm sorry. Maybe it will. I just don't see it. And I actually said to you, oh, well, we'll see, won't we? Kind of like, you know, fuck you, buddy. But uh, I didn't. You were totally right. <laughs> and, I, and, I knew, and I knew you were right, but I wasn't ready to admit it at that part, point yet. But it was exactly what I needed to hear from someone like you that I was, you know, working with. So I, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... I totally forget what the point of telling the story was. Um, hmm, oh, I, I, asked how your, I asked how your OBS game was. Your oh, yeah. Game. So, after that, I, you know, after we decided to part ways on that project, I instantly started looking for work. I didn't even do any broadcasting. So, literally, uh, Anchor came out. You know, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. God, I really need to start doing, you know, broadcasting of some sort even if it's just audio to get started, just start talking, right? So that's what I did. And then eventually, you know, it was, I was getting enough attention on there. I was like, okay, I really need to start bringing back these old episodes I started doing and start redoing, you know, booking and getting that stuff done. So I kind of think I'm, I feel like I'm building up to that. Like I, I mentioned before that this was just, this is just audio, but I definitely want to add the video component back in. And I assume that'll probably be through OBS, or there was a couple others, but you're still using you're using yeah. There's some other ones. Yeah, I just found it was I just found for what I wanted to do. It was the simplest interface. It's open source. Mm-hmm. There's a good community around it. If you send questions, right, and it it blends with the other stuff that that we're doing over here. So it just made the most sense. Now, did you ever get there. the overlay thing down? down? So I have I. I've bought, I've used or borrowed a couple overlays for right. people that are Creative Commons, but I am not a graphic designer, yeah. so I am more into looking for folks out there that can do overlays and getting them outsourced. Smart, yeah, that's just the or, order, yeah. Or, or get them custom created. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a couple cool ideas. Did you ever get anywhere with that? We were always. Trying to figure out that so it would just look better. That just it really that's all yeah. that was. Uh, and then, yeah. but then the other one was using implementing chat somehow. Did you? How has that gone? Have you gone? Anywhere? So chat's about so chat. We still, I still don't use only because I could, mm-hmm. but it's figuring out that you have to do either a Windows capture or you have to do you have to integrate some type of app. And, and I haven't found the best way to do that on OBS. And to do an image capture of a chat, you, it really, the window has to stay in one spot, can't move, and you just have to have it all set up. Like, I just don't have any integrated solutions yet. I know they're out there, but they're, they're out there, and it's based on what, whatever platform you're using, right? Yeah. So if I'm trying to do it independently and it's not on Twitch or not as part of a platform, then it's not going to. 
Yeah, it is a bit of a show up. Yeah, exactly. The way we, definitely, especially if you're worried about professionalism and how it looks with an overlay, then you certainly don't want to implement some half-assed, you know, chat thing. Yeah, and so I'll just bring it in, and I'll have, if I'm broadcasting live on Facebook, I'll just bring it in, and just, it's kind of like how it was back when we were working on Bernie 2016 TV, people like just hearing their voice and yeah. chatting with each other. Like, people like chatting with each other. It was cool the way they brought over the, the lower third and had people's comments and things like that. But, but like we all found out, that took a massive yeah. volunteer staff that most shows aren't going to have. Mm-hmm. And when you're producing, doing, doing that and then having to manage a chat and managing that window is just one more thing that you have to put on your plate if you don't have anyone else to help with, like, managing the show and keeping people in the loop and getting them what they need to get on and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, you really needed, a, I mean, we sometimes we did, sometimes we didn't, but you really needed uh, two positions, the host and the producer, and too often those positions would get mixed. <laughs> so Exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So you're sitting there trying to talk to someone, but, you know, on the video, you just see you, you know, your head's in the computer the whole time, so. Yeah, yeah. Which is also why, eventually, go ahead. Oh, no, you go. I was going to say, that's also why I like the video component, because then you can just, it's easier to see each other's, um, uh, you know, face, you know, face, uh, people's faces let you know, like, when, uh, you know, it's appropriate to talk, when they're done, that sort of thing, so it's just more natural. Yeah. 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 One thing I've been really thinking about experimenting with is in Zoom, this conference call technology, you can create breakout groups. Yeah. And so my thinking was to do a large live broadcast, we, like these days, using that Zoom breakout technology, we would have to envision like where we would have eight to ten live YouTube or live Facebook broadcasters together, and each of them would be assigned different breakout rooms in Zoom and maybe different topics. Hmm. So and then people can so if we're if they go if everyone goes into Zoom, mm-hmm. like it's eight to ten people that say we want to do a large a large conference on healthcare or technology or something like that. Uh-huh. Like we were thinking about with Jen. Yeah. Um and say we had eight presenters or eight people that want to facilitate eight different discussions. If they're all in their own Zoom breakout group and they all use OBS, all of them can take their breakout group and go live on their own page or on a page that, that we all design or agree to. So then uh-huh. if you want to have a large, you could have a large conference with like eight to ten live streamers at the same time. I see. I can envision that, yeah. So you, you buy and the then, domain, and the domain's the name of the forum, and then people go there and they look through the rooms, just like you would walk around the convention floor and look for what you want to... Attend. Yep. Okay. Yep. And then we would just have, you know, either G1NBC or whoever the company was that was hosting the conversation would have all those links, like go and check in on so-and-so live. Go and check in on so-and-so live. That'd be cool. I could see that. Yeah, that would work. That definitely would work because especially since, well, first of all, most, a lot of those are, you have to pay to get in. So if somehow you could it, be cheaper um, or even free or like maybe it's some sort of funnel it'd be best if there's some sort of funnel have them sign up for mm-hmm. something um and then they and then they'd get in you i guess especially you could create your own forums but i could also see that eventually working for ones that it 
already established and have people that are just attending in person. But then like, oh, well, if you can't make it, we're going to show these three panels. Um, if you sign up for this, you know, you'll be able to see them from your home. Like you could, which I assume they do at some sort already, but I don't know. I haven't actually heard about it being done too much. Yeah. I don't know. I just like to think about like kind of what's next or how can we have, how can we have larger conversations that are bringing people together, not necessarily for specific policies or things like that, but that on actual topics to have, to hear diverse opinions and actually have conversations rather than this like kind of shut down mode that we go into when we're sharing stuff online. Yeah, that's certainly, that certainly is a problem. Yeah. Twitter, uh, well, Facebook, I even stopped because it's weird what happened to Facebook. Facebook kind of your family came onto Facebook and I don't mean your mm -hmm. family. I mean like one family yeah. is all you run into on Facebook. So it's like, I want to go to Facebook when I want to be like disappointed by my, by older people in my family's viewing points. Um, but that's, that all seems like it's worth. So I really just, um, only use it for advertising and marketing my own stuff. And then Twitter's kind of where I stick at. And Twitter's even getting, I mean, the increase in the characters allowed didn't do anything. I haven't really noticed yeah. anything. <laughs> I, yeah, I find it hard to use Twitter. I'm okay with Facebook. I, I don't mind arguing with people. I, but I kind of stopped arguing. I, I agree with you. It's more like it went from in, you know, 2007 when I went on there for the first time to, like, sharing weird stuff that may, people might not have known about you to, like, now it's, you know, you, I thought everybody that I knew knew who Stephen Hawking was and, like, were, had coffee with him by the way that people were posting yesterday. Right. And it's just, it's not true. I mean, you didn't know the guy. I know you don't know the guy. I, I understand that it's sad that he's gone. It definitely is a loss. But you would think that everybody that I knew was personally like connected to him on the way some of those posts go. And it's just interesting. And that is true. Then you, are, you have to argue with people about politics and da 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 da, da where you used to not even have to because it, it, you didn't have it. But now it's just this noise chamber and everybody's grumpy. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. You really got to go. I started going out of my way to be the guy that's like, Hey, I'm just, you know, I, I'm not trying to fight. Like, you actually have to, like, voice that. Because, again, like we are talking about, you're behind a keyboard. There's no, you know, it's easily lost in translation, you know, being, you know, sarcasm to, you know, whatever. Right. Uh, and, and if you have any kind of opinion that goes contrary to whoever is making the post, then you're public enemy number one. And it doesn't even matter what political side of the aisle you stand. If you voice any dissent, you are the hater. Right. You are the one you know, who doesn't agree you, and then you inevitably are the problem. Yeah. And it even happens, like, I'll post something and have someone post in the comments, and they'd be the one that's, like, the, the outlier, right? And I'll be, uh -huh. like, I'll be talking to them, like, trying to keep it civil, and then I'll have people agreeing with me that'll come on but aren't playing by the rules, and they'll start attacking the person. It's like, no, 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 <laughs> didn't you see how this conversation was trying to, be, to go, <laughs> you know, people hijack yeah. conversation, which, you know, will happen, so. Um, so, when it comes to, um, uh, you're doing news on G1NBC as well. Now, is the news something where you're doing news pieces? Are you doing live news? How does that work, or is it different? 
So it's more like doing news features. Okay. Okay. What we do is we try to partner with writers that are already in the community or writers that we know that want to share their work to a larger audience. And if it's like, if it's a story of the week, like we put out a story, um, it was from a teacher's perspective, um, about a week after the shootings that happened Mm -hmm. um, in Florida. And so we put out a feature after that. So really it's just, it really, if there's a story in the local community that we're working on, then we'll, we'll put those out. If it's a story that someone else is working on that is one of our content providers in the local community, we'll do that. And then if there are other stories that we think have more of a national perspective, but are, are but feel that we're passionate about, then we'll post those. Um, the one weekly show that I'm doing, or I would say we just did our first pilot, and this is the guy from G1NBC, oh, Genesee County, Michigan. Okay. Uh, his name is Chaz or Charles Rolo, and we're doing a weekly um, Bitcoin, blockchain, Ethereum, like cryptocurrency kind of discussion where each week we're going to be going through and introducing um, coins in that community, talking to people about what cryptocurrency is, and we're supporting a national, we're supporting the creation of a national association for crypto enthusiasts. And kind of like, just because our main, our main argument is that the current classification of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies as securities is, is false and shouldn't be looked at in that manner and that we need to, we need to get ahead of this technology and help our citizens to get ahead with this technology so that we can be on the cutting edge of Internet 3.0. Yeah, I'll admit that I don't really know a lot about cryptocurrencies. Um, For some reason, I heard recently that someone was trying to start one around the marijuana industry, which really solidified that I don't really get what's going on. (laughs) Yeah, that's Potcoin. I don't know how much Potcoin is right now. I can look it up where you want me to, but... Potcoin, there, yeah. So, I mean, Potcoin run or marijuana industries run into some problem problems because it's still federally considered illegal. Yeah. So they have a lot of issues when it comes to moving their money. Right. They, they can't move it, right? Because mm-hmm. the feds will be like, "No, we're going to take it," or "No, that's illegal activity." Sure. Da, 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 da. So they have to operate cash only businesses, and it gets tough when you have so opportunists abound. So how does the cryptocurrency like help that? Like, that's how well, I don't necessarily know, know right? Yeah, okay. I don't necessarily know because yeah. I don't live in a state where it's legal now. Mm-hmm. If I lived where you lived, I'd be all over it. I would be, like, buying popcorn and, like, going to dispensaries and saying, hey, let's talk about this. <laughs> hey, what are some ways that we can get people popcorn to help you guys invest in? You know, maybe they can use popcorn to buy hats, right? They can't buy weed and have it shipped to Ohio, or they can't have it shipped to... Okay, let's, Dakota, let's, but they can... let's take a step okay. back, because I still think I'm confused okay. a little bit. So, like, cryptocurrencies, essentially, like, we don't have... There's no more gold standard. People are looking for other ways. So what's backing up the Crypto, currency? Yeah, cryptocurrency are tokens, are tokens that are mined or staked um, using blockchain technology. And okay. I don't know, so this is where... So this is where it kind of loses me as well because I am not a programmer and I'm not a, um, I, like, my knowledge of of blockchain technology is only surface deep. But it's not that. It's not the cre- It's not creating money. It's not worrying about whether or not it's backed. Um, 
by it, well, I don't even want to get that wrong, but that's not the intention. Okay. The intention of Bitcoin, if you if you recall, is this white paper. It's the Bitcoin PDF. I don't know if you've read it or not, but that outlines that outlines basically what it means to to create a Bitcoin. It basically means it's a large number of computer app not applications hashes. It, it computational problems. There's a, a block size, and so you go through and the computers compute all those blocks, go through the hash rate, and, and at the end they have a percentage of a Bitcoin, or they have some type of reward for using their computer for mining that token. Okay. And it was written, the white paper was written in response to everything that went down that summer of Occupy Wall Street. Like right. That was when, in 2009, that was like when the paper first kind of formatted, and people started saying, you know, how can we use gamification theory, the token economy, and this cool paper that was written about by Satoshi Nakamoto, whoever this guy is, uh, about this Bitcoin thing. And so some developers got together, and they just created it, right? And it started through, I don't even know if it started through World of Warcraft, but it went through games, and people were noticing that people were paying to buy tokens, to achieve leveling up in certain games, and to get gear, and to da-da-da-da-da. And it's just grown since then. And so now... Blockchain technology, it, it does a lot of things. It, it can uphold privacy. It can, like you said, it can be a store of value. Mm-hmm. Um, it can uh, help people to do, like, third-party contracts, and and people write programs on top of programs within blockchains. So it's crazy. It's, that's why we got in now, just said, I said, we got to go and do a show so we can stay on top of all this stuff. So that, you know, five to ten years, we know what we're talking about, and, right. and we don't have to teach ourselves. There's like a former fighter down in Vegas. I guess there's a club down there that only takes cryptocurrencies. And I was wondering, uh-huh. because they were talking about the other day, like um, like this guy had invested in the stock market. So, because like it was like, like they're almost talking like, oh, he invested all this, but now it's not worth as much. So the 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 value of the currency is, is can still change. Yeah, I okay. think it's like it's like any kind of that makes sense. it's like okay. any kind of stock right now with the way it's treated. Right. Okay. It's like it is a highly volatile asset. And then that's why the and I don't know. I just don't know that it's a security. I think it's right. too young to be qualified as a security, and I think we need, that's why I want to have a national association. My intention for a national association would be to give any person who pays a dollar for a year to be a member and have one vote on what the association kind of stands for and works towards. Interesting. And with the notion that we would challenge the SEC in saying that cryptocurrencies are not, they're not securities, and that these are new technologies and we need to work with them and we need to use them to help change some of the things that we do, fundamental things that we do in our society. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, that's bigger picture. But, it is bigger yeah, picture, so, but that's kind of what... Yeah, the price yeah. goes... You know, the Bitcoin was up at 19000 mm-hmm. in December. It was up to 19000 Today, it's down to 8000 yeah, well, Right? Yeah. So everybody that got in after eight thousand 
is currently sitting at a loss for whatever they invested. Right. So if they bought $100 worth of Bitcoin at 19000 and today it's only worth 8000 they're not bottoming out, right, because it's not zero, but they're looking at it like going, oh, shit, I got in at the total wrong time right. of this bubble. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that it won't go back up, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's I mean, it's not... And if you if you look at everybody, everyone says, "Oh, it's a bubble, bubble, bubble." Well, they're the same people that are turning around and opening their own individual accounts and buying Bitcoin. Interesting. Yeah. So they know. In my perspective. Yeah. In my perspective, not that they know something necessarily, but they know that that blockchain technology is probably going to be the arbiter of like Internet 3.0, like how we're how we're doing things on the internet in the next 10 years. Right. Cool. Well, I'll definitely have to check that show out because obviously I need some... Um, yes, yeah, Morning Coins with Morning Coins with John and Chaz. It's on G1NBC Live. Perfect. And, and then they'll be on my page and all that kind of stuff. But we're going to go... We go weekly on Mondays okay. starting this Monday. Cool, cool. And, um, all right, John. Well, I appreciate you sitting down and talking with me, man. I Hopefully your wrist is feeling better. You hurt your wrist or something, right? Yeah, I had surgery on Monday. Oh, okay. Doing all right. Doing okay. okay. I had a screw loose, the doctor said. Oh, yikes. Now, I said I have more than one. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's where you're going with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, well. But yeah, they got it taken out, so. All right, man. Well, good luck with the podcast. I will, yeah. And we'll talk more about uh, G1NBC, and uh, I'm going to look more into that sort of thing. And um, I'll shoot you an email to, to, learn out, to learn more about the affiliate you know, uh, program. Awesome. All right, John, thank you very much. And uh, I'll talk to you later. All right, Sean, I'll talk to you soon. All right, take care.